Guys review <laughs> where well, we review media, products, and experiences. <laughs> My name is Steve, and I'm one of your four co-hosts. With Thank me as God always, God, I wasn't recording when he said that. With me as always, is Chris Tran Tucker. Say hello. Hey, fellas. what's up? Hello. How's it going? So, what do y'all think of our new intro music? I feel like I need like uh, like a blazer rolled up sleeves, glow sticks. For sure. See, I don't know if I can masturbate to it, but I think I can like listen to it while I'm trying to get hard. It's fair. Yeah. So this, oh, I didn't know this, they talking in it. This music would basically be your fluffer, is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Okay. While, while I'm dealing with a fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're going to be reviewing the original uh, Halloween with, uh, what's her face, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, before. <laughs> the original Scream Queen. <laughs> what's her face? Yeah. I, didn't, I saw her face. I mean, it's not like it's a classic, you know. Ironically, part. Jamie Lee Curtis more attractive than Susan Sarandon. In this movie, no. I, yeah, I got to agree with Steven on this. No, absolutely Susan not. Susan Sarandon was better looking, and uh, I'd rather suck her baby dick than uh, <laughs> Susan Sarandon's. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't say much about you, Trey. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, well, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about our weeks, and then we'll kind of move into uh, a little bit of fan mail and uh, some housekeeping stuff, and then we'll get into the movie. Housekeeping. Movies, so. uh, anyone want to go first? Who wants to go first? You want your pillow fluff? Mm-hmm. I'll go, go first. You want to go first? Sure. Why not? All right. You, me, Trey, Tucker. All right. So my week started off as any other week would start off on a Monday, <laughs> and mine, then it finished off on a bitch. Sunday. Mine doesn't. Did. And you didn't die this week. So I'm not by that calendar. No, we're right. dying on us now. <laughs> I'm by the old, old calendar. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, anyways, what now? I don't, I don't know. You. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a good week and all. We went to uh, my, my daughter cheerleaded at the uh, football game. Friday night. Friday night, yeah. yeah. Friday night lights, baby. Does, yeah. does Taylor like your new little uh, Inspire device? <clears throat> oh, we haven't. You, you know, it's working really good. It's working really, really good. Does, does Taylor like it? <clears throat> no, it's just, he's trying to make a sex joke. I know he's trying to make a yeah. sex joke and all, but it's not at that level yet. Did you say you bumped it up though? Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's got you've got like a twenty week span to get it into that you're supposed to get up to the level that's supposed to be at. So I start off with, and I know y'all won't know what this means and all, but the shock level was like at one point three, mm-hmm. right? And it's supposed to be up to three. So after twenty weeks, I'm supposed to be up to a three. Wow. Which is like where it's supposed to be at to make it, you know. But so it's still, do, you, it works. do you set this, or does the doctor do. set it? Oh wow, okay. So each each so two for after the first two weeks, I bumped it up, and then after this Monday, I'll bump it up again. Why don't you just put it straight on three? <laughs> it would probably wake you up. Oh, I would imagine. No, she showed me what it was like to put on three. Like she was like, "This is what the end result will be." And then she put it on there, and it was like, you know, <laughs> like in like to you like live. She did while you yeah, were she awake. Did while I was and like, you were right like, it was, like, it was like my like my right hand, like my right side of my tongue, just like had a stroke or something, you know. Like you just went, you know, just down, and that was it. Was so, that was that a stroke joke? No, it wasn't was meant that, that way. Joke? No, I don't think it, it was. wasn't meant that way at all. It's okay. But um, so so it's kind of like you know if you run a marathon, right? You're not just going to get up tomorrow and run a marathon, right? I could. Do you see him you ever could. running a marathon? He may. You don't ever know. 
I mean, if something really slows down. I don't see him. I, I maybe see him running to the grocery store. But, but what you would normally do is like you, you would, to get ready and all, you may run down to the stop to sign the today. To the freezer and get more ice cream. There you go. Get another pint. <clears throat> you may run down the street to the stop sign today. Then the next day, take two streets. And then the next day, three. It's kind of like that. You yeah, you're giving Trey a lot up. of credit here. This is from the person who lost me in a race. I mean, he did race you all the way. Trey didn't even write his own notes last week. How's I, your sec- How does your secretary like being called a secretary? I think she loves it. Mm. But I, it was, I can't say much. I didn't write my notes either. God, but I will say this. The opposing team that my daughter cheered against, mm-hmm. man, they had it on point with their cheer. Yeah, their band section and like their dance team and everything. They did this one thing for uh, Jaws, Jaws, for the yeah. Jaws team. Oh. It was actually really cool. I thought you were going to say it was sort of like back when we always enjoyed playing like Tuskegee, like Booker T. Washington. Yeah. Because no. like they, they brought in like yeah. all the little dancing people and yeah. stuff and they, they had fun. It, it was all, they were all one unit, but it kind of takes away because it's not like they don't actually like cheer. They're yeah, just the cheerleaders ex- don't do any cheers. They, right. they do They're everything with the band. Yeah, the extension of the band is what they are. Okay, so sort of like uh, Texas A&M. <clears throat> like, I guess so, yeah. Kind of yeah. yell leader. I guess so. Yeah, don't so they don't just get on and be like, oh, whatever it is. Cats, Bobcats, is it? Something like that. I don't, I don't remember know. what they were. Yeah, Anyways. I think they were the Bobcats. What, what team was it? Enterprise. I think they are the Bobcats. Yeah. It's something cats. I think it's Wildcats. Actually. Wildcats. Wildcats. Yeah, maybe it's Wildcats. <laughs> but anyways, they, were, uh, they don't do all that, but it's just right with me. And it's, it's I mean, they do a damn good job of it. Uh, to give them the credit, yeah, they're the, really good. The band was better than the football team. I think <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That true. <laughs> so it's like watching uh, Army's football team out there. Yeah, it was just totally four people in the backfield running the ball the whole time. Well, this was for the JV, right? Or was it high school? No, it was high school. Okay, so and then they got they got they got this coming up week IMG, <clears throat> which is they're about to get just blown out the water. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to think. If you don't no. know IMG, that's the number one team in the country. High school. High school team in the country, yeah, I mean, like and they probably college. would be. Yeah, they probably beat Vanderbilt. I get. I take them over Vanderbilt. Trey could beat Vanderbilt. That's true. Trey thinks he could beat Paige Van Zandt. I know I could beat her. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to add to your week? No, I'll let that go with that. You good? Yeah. Okay. My week was uh, pretty, pretty interesting, pretty boring. I mean, I say pretty interesting. No, it was not interesting at all. There's really nothing to happen. Uh, I did get a new listing, so that's fun. I got a house for sale out oh, there. Yeah. For, for a client, out, so that's... You went out to the syrup shopping. We went, so... Yeah, it was a good... Man, it was such a busy weekend, though. We did Friday night, did the football game. Saturday, we did syrup shopping, which syrup is this... shopping. <laughs> little, little syrup shopping. Uh, syrup shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see no Sasquatch You see Sasquatch out there? Yeah, syrup shopping. <laughs> Why do we hang out with that? <laughs> so... Um, but that's just a little local I'm festival sure. in this, like, little, little town near, near us. Um... Technically, it's called. Pi- we're the normal ones. Technically, it's called Pioneer Days now, but it's always going to be little, syrup It's still syrup sopping. So, um, and then let's see. Saturday Those night? who don't want to call it syrup sopping, they're just slow as molasses. <sighs> Saturday <laughs> night we we had pizza, and then today. Oh, here's the best part about this. <laughs> you okay? It's just those two. Yeah. They're like, oh, this just just sucks. <laughs> um, today, here's the funny. So I picked up Chris today. I took my daughter over to his house to play with his daughter. And he was like, oh, we got to stop by uh, Publix to pick up <laughs> prescriptions for, for his daughter. And so we go in there, and the guy's like, what, you know, what do you need help with? He's like, oh, pick up prescription for my daughter. Her birthday is 11, 8, 12. Mm-hmm. Hey, I remembered. Yeah, there you go. I'm glad you put it out there. Whatever. Anyways. Don't know it's the not name. a social security number, so anyway. <clears throat> yeah, that's four. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> but anyways, the guy comes back and is like, oh, we had in our system that, she, that you were, no, that she was born in 1912, not 2012. 
And then he was like, oh, I'm not that old. And I just kind of looked at Chris. I was like, mm, aren't you, though? Like, I didn't realize they put your birth date in there. <laughs> he was like, I knew you were going to say, I can already hear you're going to say something on the podcast about it. I was like, yeah, pretty much. That's how it's going to be. So, <laughs> it's stupid. I know. Anyways, uh, beyond that, no, it's it a pretty, pretty decent week. Nothing, nothing crazy. Just busy work, you know, the usual stuff. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. Trey, how about you, bud? It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, like my delivery drivers keep fucking shit up. It's fun. Yeah, I flooded somebody else's house. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Flooded somebody's house. How? Like the washing machine. They, I don't know what they're doing. Obviously, I, they don't either. So, it's fair. <laughs> so is Aaron's going to have to pay for that? <clears throat> so wait, they hooked it up. My owner is, yeah. So oh, the, shit. So I'm guessing they must have hooked it up and then hook it up right. That's the only thing I can think. Or maybe like the person got like a malfunctioning something, but I'm not there to see it, so... Got to send the, uh, you send out like peaches and clean to do water extraction and all that. I don't know what the hell we're going to do. I got to go look at it on Monday. Wow. Uh, does Dothan have a surf pro? I'm sure, but I mean, I don't want to pay for a surf pro. Well, they'll do a good job. Wow. They're super expensive. But they'll do it. They'll do it right. But that's the thing. It's super expensive. I got a shot back. You can just take that. Yeah. I mean, like, cause <laughs> basically, like, I get a big bonus on being profitable so if mm-hmm. I have to keep paying for this stuff I won't get my bonus that sucks yep. <clears throat> well, yep but the thing is I mean you gotta do it now so that it doesn't happen again in the future you know get the right people doing the right thing well that's the thing like I gotta figure out like what they're doing wrong yeah. cause I mean if you know it's on their stuff that's malfunctioning it's like uh, y'all actually did it right you know? yeah that's fair okay what else that's about it yeah yeah okay Tucker uh, man, my week was pretty good. Um, it was it was exciting on Wednesday. Um, y'all know what happened. I'm not going to go into that on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, your sister came down? Well, yes, she did. That's not what I'm talking to. I'm talking about. No, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, my sister came talking into about town. Talking about we, we surprised. <laughs> <laughs> we surprised my mom with a, with a uh, late birthday present by bringing, uh, uh, getting all the kids together and taking her out to eat and nice. hanging out with her. So. It was fun. Um, they they went back to Texas today, so nice. You know, yeah, it was good seeing her. Yeah, it was it was a good weekend. Yeah, got to meet. A, I got I got to meet the uh, the husband finally. Yeah, he's a he's a good dude. He's pretty nice. He was a cool guy. I liked him. All right, anybody got anything else to add? I, I think him and uh, our buddy Mitchell would would have a lot in common. Oh God, we never never get a word in edgewise between all the plane talk. Was it was it weird, like <laughs> seeing your old high school sex doll? <laughs> 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 I hate you so much. Uh, it's fair. Are you ready for- fan mail. So we do actually have some fan mail. Um, and this is, let's see, I'm just going to get to it real fast if I can. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, we actually got a comment too. Look at that. So uh, Nathan, that I guess the guy who took my spot, who just got married. What? Jesus. <laughs> was that mine? Yeah, it wasn't mine. Pretty sure it was yours. It wasn't mine. <laughs> What's it mean? Mine's on silent. Yeah, mine is mine too. Is too. I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. That's fucking weird. <laughs> All right. So Nathan, Nathan wrote us an email. This is what he said. I have not read this yet, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, Nathan wrote, "Sup, bitches." What's up, guys? I'm on my honeymoon already, a couple of marks deep, and this seems like the perfect time for some fan mail. You may remember me as the guy who filled in while Stephen was urinating via his rectum. Probably y'all's best show ever. Glad you're okay, buddy. I bet you're still wiping. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's three sentences in, and he writes better than Eric. 
First and foremost, Trey, who I've always known as Hendrix, absolutely sucks in every way, shape, and form. He is a shithead, shithead. He says, my thing is way too much and generally has horrible takes and opinions on literally everything from Little Debbie's to Star Wars. <laughs> God, I'm liking him more and more. If you were to kick him off the podcast, your ratings would skyrocket. However, you would probably lose a little, the loyal following of the sick, demented people like myself who torture themselves by listening to this podcast. Trey sucks. Oh, God. Here, here. Steven, we don't each know each other very well, but you ripped my heart out, out of my chest and jumped down... Jumped up and down on it like a college kid in the boom boom room of Sky Bar. You bought, you bought a truck all the way in Michigan or some shit. As if me replacing you on the pod meant nothing. Thanks for, thanks for shopping local. Also, Trey sucks. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here. Spoken like a true car salesman. Sorry about that. Damn. <laughs> Didn't have what I was looking for. <laughs> uh, tr- oh fuck this. No no. Tucker. No, no. God damn. Tucker, you redeemed this show. You aren't a shithead like Trey, and you don't rip people, people's hearts out like Steven. Yeah. Obviously, you can't be trusted because you're 5-0, but nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept that. Thanks, mate. It must be hard to sleep at night with the entire podcast success sitting directly on your shoulders. <laughs> Golly. Damn. Does he listen to this show? No. Apparently. No, I clearly he doesn't. I don't think so. <laughs> Chris, the best part of this pod belongs to you. Whenever you say, what does he do? you. <laughs> Like those guys in training day talking about getting their shit pushed in. It makes me laugh super hard for a second. I actually enjoyed the podcast. Then Trey speaks and the moment is over. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's enough for now. You guys keep up the good work. As sick, disgusting, vile as it is, kind regards, Nate. Thank you, Nate. I really appreciate that. (laughs) You see, back when he was in college and I was wrapping up, you know, one of my years, he came and lived with me for a week during move out mm-hmm. and we would sit there in our boxers and we'd watch entourage or the wire and he's just throwing all that away <laughs> my feelings fuck you nate so um <laughs> Wait, so who do you hate worse him or al oh 1000 percent al <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um the next email i was gonna read you guys so y'all remember me reading you those emails from shirley the the chinese uh yeah yeah, yeah. So right back she keeps writing back to me <laughs> <laughs> this I, I don't know. I was kind of tired. This one isn't as funny, but uh, so here's so the last email I wrote her. By the way, this is what this is the one that I said. Uh, if I'm eating at the Y, I got to drive. It's a guy thing. Trey is Trey is already driving a ton, so I don't know how much more travel he could take. Chris and Tucker are in the same boat. They get lost and don't know where they are. I just want to make sure we can continue to make a wonderful podcast while pleasing as many people as possible at the same time. So she wrote back, "Dear sir, thanks for your kind email. So you are a tourism company, right? Please confirm." <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so this is what I wrote. Uh, Shirley, my love. <laughs> we do tour sometimes. We'll pretty much go anywhere you want us to. We can go down, up, left, or right. We're a, re- a reviewing company. We'll tell you if something is too hot, too cold, too tight or too loose, too wet or too dry, even if it smells like it's been washed, on a be- washed up on a beach for a week. <laughs> we can even tell you how much we enjoyed your quote-unquote company product. You can tell. You can usually tell how well how we, how well we enjoyed it by qu- how quickly we fall asleep afterwards. Sometimes <laughs> during the review. <laughs> uh, let me know if you'd like to more information about our commercial deals or any other actions you're looking to sign uh, sign up for. How you'd like to proceed. She wrote me back again. Thanks for your kind email. We still don't understand what your main products. <laughs> we still don't understand what is your main products. Could you please be more specific? Now she's getting it. 
Okay, <laughs> okay. So this is what I wrote her. This is the last one I wrote today. My dearest Shirley, and I spelled, I spelled dearest, D-E-E-R, dearest. <laughs> I keep putting all these terrible, like, I mean, actual, I mean to spell it incorrectly to see if they'll pick up on anything, and I'm not. I wrote, we are podcasters and philanthropists. We review media products and experiences. We really love experiences. Some of us are way more experienced than others. Uh, some are, so, yeah. But one of, our one, one of our hosts has led a very sheltered life and was homeschooled. He's never even known the touch of a woman. Very sad. <laughs> I would like to finalize our arrangement very quickly. I am really betting on our agreement, so much so I have decided to quit my regular job solely on our positive conversations, and I look forward to building a new life and career with you and your company. All my love, the guys. Oh, she's... Are you going to go dark on her? I'm thinking about it. (laughs) I would. Because if she doesn't... uh, What is that? Okay. Yeah, depending on what she says back, I might might fall in love with her. (laughs) For a long time? I'll love her a long time. For $5. Well, yeah, whatever, whatever works. Uh, so there, there's that. The next little thing I want to talk about real fast, uh, and I didn't mention this last week, and I meant to. So I've also done. Uh, we had two Twitter polls that we ran um, for Trick or Treat and for um, Rocky Horror. So tr- now, what were they about? Uh, how many beers you would give the movie? Oh, okay. So here's the funny thing. I want to say this also about the, the, the Trick or Treat one specifically, and I didn't say this last week, and I should have. So I made the poll. And in the poll, I you know I explained it's reverse beer scale, choose how many, blah blah blah, and I tag uh, the director Mike Darty, uh, Anna Paquin, Connor Levins, who is um, the the little kid, uh, the the principal's son. Yeah. Tagged him, and I also uh, tagged uh, I think Dylan Baker, who's the principal. I did not tag the kid who played um, Sam, right in the suit. His name is uh, Quinn Lord, right. So anyway, so I, I put the post out there, and a couple of days later, it I it's getting it's got a couple of votes, whatever, and I see it got a like, and I, I looked up, and it was Quinn Lord, the guy who played Sam, liked our Twitter poll, nice. and voted. Interesting, right? How well, many beers did he I get? Assume, I assume, I don't know. I can't see who did what. So anyways, so this is this is the the results of that poll. Uh, I've got fifty percent said they would give it zero to one beers, thirty three percent said two to three beers, and seventeen percent said four to five beers. So I'm going to assume he was on the zero to one beer scale is what I'm yeah. thinking about. He does. And, I, and if you go and look at his likes and stuff like that, he, he likes a lot of stuff related to that. And I actually read a story about him this past week that he's, it's still, he would still love to be in a sequel, even though he's you know an adult now. Well, he could do that. He's so. 22 years old, so barely an adult. Yeah. Okay. So uh, last one, Rocky Horror, uh, the, the, the result for that poll, uh, it's zero percent gave it one zero to one beers. Sixty-seven uh, percent gave it two to three beers, and thirty-three percent gave it uh, four to five beers. Hey, so in the future, if we do this, can we do something like say like Quinn Lord or <clears throat> like any other famous person who responds to us? Can we get them on for like a phone call and then like hang up on them in the middle of like the phone call like the next week? <laughs> Sounds like a great way to get exposure. Yeah, I don't see how that could go wrong. Just like all. right in the middle of all the talking, just he'll be like, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, USA. <laughs> Jesus. Just be like, so tell us about your new movie. Uh, just kidding. Fan mail. <laughs> Tucker, you know what that's like, do you? <laughs> so anyways, all right. So um, yeah, that's all, that's all that stuff. We're going to move into the movie now. Um, oh, two other things I want to address. Did you say you got the comment done? Somebody commented on this? Oh, I looked at it. It's, it looks like it's just a spam comment. I think it's just mm. like a... Yeah, so... Fuck it. Um, 
one thing that we are doing different. So we did record last week. We are gonna. This is gonna end up on YouTube, but we're not gonna do the video recording because just for the time that it takes to do that, uh, as well as editing this and editing that, uh, it's still gonna be on YouTube. It's just not gonna be as video. But if we do something that's more visual, like another food review, or uh, we talked about this past weekend, I think we need to do another beer review here pretty soon because I mean we got all these Oktoberfest beers that are out, and they are fucking delicious. I like it. Right. There. Right. And what we'll there. do is we'll we'll record that with the video camera so that because that is more visual. I think we still should do the Thanksgiving hey, Chris, dinner candy can, corn. Can you drink beer like you eat soup? How do you drink butthole? <laughs> just take it on out. So, anyways, just want to cover that. That's why that was. And then the second thing I want to say is uh, so this week's uh, movie was chosen by Tucker. So I'm going to do the little intro part, but once we get to the uh, the actual thing, we'll do like we did with Trey and not Chris. Uh, we'll, let Tucker, we'll let Tucker do his synopsis of the movie uh, and move forward to it. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah, of course, y'all lazy. All right, so Halloween is directed by John Carpenter. It stars uh, Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis, PJ Souls, Nancy Loomis. It was released on October 25th, 1978 on a budget of... It, it gave me a range. I don't know if you noticed that. I did, and when I sent you the figures, I think I did... Uh, I maxed out the range. This is what I, what I yeah. screenshot and sent you. So $325,000 when it was shot in 78, which is $1.4 million today. Box office hall was $70 million, which is $295 million today. So I'd still say, not fair, so though. Because it still comes out in yeah. slave movie theaters. Yeah. That movie was very, very super, successful. Super successful. Um, ratings. IMDb gives it a 7.7 .7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 96%. Metacritic at 87%. Google users. Trey, you want to go first? Google users, 74. Tucker? 88. No, 92. <clears throat> 90%. Damn. Tucker, $1. I, should, I knew I should win with prices, right? $1. You always go one over. Yep. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I should win with 89. I was like, damn. So, and in 2006, this film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. First time you saw the movie? God. Today. Really? Are you serious? I swear to God. Wow. I mean, I know I saw it as a kid. I don't, I remembered it, but like, I watched it again Wednesday night, and like some of my comments that I wrote just whatever, are more like, you know not remembering how these things happen and all this stuff. So, I, I, I mean, once is it... But, I mean, I didn't... I have not watched it in probably 30 years. So. My... Uh, naturally, my dad had a video rental store. So, I remember um, the kid behind me, the lid behind us and all, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he uh, used to hang out with him, and he would uh, uh, rent horror movies all the time. And uh, I remember being at his house watching, like, one, two, and three, I think. Yeah. And then watching, like, I think Howling 1, 2, and 3 or something like that. Just each night I stayed with him, he always picked a horror movie to watch. I don't, you know, that was just his thing. But the Howling was a good series. Mm hmm. So was Halloween. Freaked me out, it man. It really wasn't. I think I fell asleep during one part and woke up, like, right whenever, like, one of the werewolves came out, and I was like, mm -hmm. shoot. <laughs> Tucker? Uh, you know, I saw this as a kid. I was probably nine or 10 years old on, on USA or TBS or something, and this. This movie and the movie Tremors is what started my love for horror movies. All right, first of all, Tremors is a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Harry Potter's real. Goddamn right, you muggle. <laughs> so when's the last time you were at Platform 9 and 3 fourths? I don't live in that town. <laughs> we're, uh, what do they call it? We're, you're a nomad over here. 
Have you seen the new ones? The the Fantastic Beasts movies? No. Because those are yeah, awful. At this point, I don't know what the fuck y'all are talking those about. Awful. I literally have no clue. I mean, I agree. Don't get me wrong. They're not Harry Potter, but it's still in the same universe. Yeah, but I don't have to honor that. But yeah, I remember this movie scaring the living <clears throat> shit out of me when I was, I don't know, nine years old, nine or ten years old. See, I was always, like I said, I was always more of a Jason and Freddy kind of kid. I think my thing that got me mixed up with this movie is that, like, seen so many of them that the number of kills mm-hmm. is what gets me on this one. Not very many. No. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I uh, guess we're going to go into the movie. So, Tucker, you are more than welcome. Right. Tucker! <laughs> Y'all ready? This is, uh, this is awesomeness uh, provided by, by Wikipedia. Jesus. You know, I did this. That's what I did for Terminator 2, the first one, and it's usually not a good that's, synopsis. This is pretty good. On Halloween that. night, 1963, in the fictional town of Haddonfield, Illinois, six-year-old Michael Myers inexplicably stabs his teenage sister, Judith, to death with a kitchen knife. For the next 15 years, he is incarcerated at Smith's Grove Sanitarium. On October 30th, 1978, Michael's psychiatrist, Dr. Samuel Loomis, and his colleague, Marion Chambers, arrive at the sanitarium to escort Michael to court for a hearing. Loomis hopes, hopes the outcome of the hearing is that Michael will never be released from Smith's Grove. However, Michael steals their car and escapes Smith Grove, killing the mechanic for his coveralls on the way back to Haddonfield. Upon returning home, Michael steals a white and expressionless mask from a hardware store. On Halloween, he sees high school student Lori Strode drop off a key at the long-abandoned Myers house that her father is trying to sell. Lori notices Michael stalking her throughout the day, but her friends Annie and Linda dismiss her concerns. Loomis arrives in Haddonfield in search of Michael and finds Judith's, Judith's tombstone missing from the local cemetery. He meets with Annie's father, Sheriff Lee Beck Brackett, and they investigate Michael's house, where Loomis tells Brackett that Michael is pure evil. Brackett is doubtful of the danger, but goes to patrol the streets while Loomis waits at the house, expecting Michael to return. Okay. Wow. That's... It's like half the movie. It's the first 30 minutes or so. So, 40, 40 minutes. So, anybody else, the uh, Cemetery Keeper, right? The... What is it called? The, the, the Groundskeeper? Yeah, the Groundskeeper. Yeah. Was anybody hoping that he would tell the rest of that story? I kind of was. I mean, I was in there like, tell, tell the rest of it. I want to know what happened in the other fictional town. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, what? just leave us hanging there. Um, So... Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, go ahead. Please. No, go ahead. Um, so this whole thing starts because little Mikey Myers is upset that his sister's getting dicked down. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I mean, is that what it is? Because, I mean, like, there's no real I mean, they were, explanation for it. They were getting real hot and heavy on the couch mm-hmm. uh, before he goes up there and goes stabby, stabby on Yeah. Him. Which, that was, some of the most, that was some of the most horrible stabbing. Worst. Worst stabbing and worst but acting. It's, but it's 1978. You got to realize, for the time, that's, that's... Once upon a time in America. It was a lady's hand. Yeah. It was a lady's hand. Yeah. You know, it was just weird watching it. Like, I'm not an expert on teenage girls due to the lawsuits and stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you were a teenage boy once, so you can speak from that experience. Yeah, I mean, like, do they really just sit there, like, in just, like, a pair of panties, like, brushing their fucking hair? Yes. I mean, like, because... Yes, they do. Okay. Serious? You look scarred. You've walked in on... No, there's no walking in. They just all walk around like that. Like, my whole family. Like, like no bra, no shirt? (laughs) It's just my whole family. I'm going to... They'll be like... like, One of them will call out and be like, I'm about to come through the living room. I'm like, shit. (laughs) 
Um, so, so I want to say this. First of all, I know you know this because I talked about it last night. Do y'all know the Michael Myers mask, which you really haven't seen close up yet? Mm-hmm. Who is that? Well, yeah, it's William oh, Shatner. It's a person? William Shatner. Yeah, it's William Shatner. Yeah. Okay. They shaved off the sideburns, opened up yeah. the holing, yeah. bigger on in. Painted, and I think they painted it. Painted, painted, painted the hair. <clears throat> yeah, and they restyled it. All right, so here's here's one thing that, that I picked up on. Uh, having not seen this movie in Of course, three, four, they almost went with Nixon. Three or four they years. Did. They, they clown. did. Yeah. They did. Um, John Carpenter is a master at building suspense. You watch some of his other movies, specifically The Thing. I love that. But now that's another movie that I love. But... You never see Michael's face until the, until getting close to the end. Any shot you see with Michael, it's always from a long way away with a wide lens, and he's very, very small in the frame. Or you see another wide shot, but all you see of Michael is his hip to like his yeah. shoulder. Yeah. So you never really see him. Um, and I think that really helps build suspense. And this movie was this movie was kind of the start of what we we consider the modern slasher flicks because you've got. Michael Myers and you've got Jason and Freddie mm-hmm. and all that stuff um, but it doesn't start off like some of these later horror movies do the body count stays really low and there's not a lot of blood and gore and I think that goes that's done on purpose though I, it is but I think that just goes to show what a master John Carpenter is at creating that suspense in this movie because his use of the of the music and the lighting and the camera angles I mean Michael Myers is a creepy motherfucker in this movie I don't think the whole idea of it was John, all John Carpenter. I mean, I know pretty much it's not all John Carpenter's idea. It was <clears throat> the guy who was behind it, the uh, director, well, not director, but the... Uh, Cinematographer? Yeah. Uh, um, it started off with him. He didn't want the movie. He wanted the movie to be more like a psycho. I can see I mean, I Very can see cerebral. That. Yeah. I can see yeah. that. No, he wanted to see no blood except for one scene where you see blood. He said he wanted to keep blood down to the bare minimum in this movie and all. He wanted it to be in the in the sense of like he said when he grew up he was listening to uh radio broadcasts and all that and horror movies on or horror whatever on there, horror stories on there and all. He said and you had to visually picture all the yeah. stuff. And that's the way he wanted it to be. He wanted it to be that visual in your head of it. And I think they accomplished that with the way this movie is shot. I mean, it, it, like I said, it does a very good job of building that suspense throughout the whole movie. So, going back to the intro real fast, I just want to say this. Uh, speaking of how they're shooting everything, I did really enjoy the intro because I liked that it. it was it all read as one continuous shot mm-hmm. from watching in front of the house, going around to the back, up the stairs and everything. Well, and then it kind of switches to that first person's perspective. Too. Well, yeah. Yeah, but it's all, the whole thing is first person. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is perspective. Yeah, until he, until he comes back out and the parents find him. Yeah, exactly. Door. That's right. But um, the other thing I want to point out is, did you notice, so the the sister and the boyfriend, they go upstairs, and then when he's coming up the stairs, the boyfriend's coming down putting his shirt on. So that was like, even though he was pissed off that she was getting getting laid or whatever they were doing, it only lasted 45 seconds. So, Tucker, what was that like? <laughs> no, you know, that was the longest <laughs> shot of their whole Thing was that right there? Yeah, was that the was, opening, and it, it was, was also the last thing recorded. Was that? And they, but now on their they, last day, I will say just, and I've got a note somewhere in here. They do a <clears> lot <throat> of very long, long shots, long takes. Like yes. there's that one where she's where Lori's walking down the the sidewalk, and Michael does he step in the frame 
where it's just like the shoulder, but yes. she's just walking down the sidewalk, humming you, along, and it's you just you see him. He's kind of on the left side of the frame, and you see all you see is like his uh, his hip up to maybe his shoulder. I don't think you see his hair. No, and she's just walking, and she's kind of oblivious to what's going on behind. Which her. Which I think, I mean, and I agree with you about this the suspense thing. Like nowadays, you watch that, and it's not very scary because it's come so far. But number one, yeah. It's scary for women because there's someone watching, you know, behind you. That's something that I think a lot of women can relate to. B at that point in time, having a long a, a, a shot that long of just her walking away, it would make people uncomfortable because you're not used to staring yeah. at someone that much for that long. So, and I see, I, I get it. It makes sense. Well, and when he steps out, I mean, you've got several scenes like that. You've got the scene where he steps out from behind the shrubbery, mm-hmm. that that big row of hedges. You've got the scene where he's driving the. Uh, the Smith's Grove uh, steals that car and he's driving it around. They, she spots that several times throughout the day. She knows she's being followed and nobody believes her. None of her friends are are uh, yeah willing to listen to her and say, yeah. hey, there's this creepy dude. But they're just they, more self-involved. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're typical they're, high school kids. Yeah. Yeah. They are, but I mean, at what point do you go, you tell your friend, hey, this is like the fifth time you've said you're being followed. What the hell's going on? 70s man well I guess did y'all notice like how shitty the parents were like when young Michael comes out with this clown suit on the mask and a bloody knife they're just standing there (laughs) (laughs) what'd you do young man yeah it's just like oh that's that's not good parenting (laughs) I mean yeah I'll agree with you on that Uh, one thing the the sheriff the father Mm mm-hmm when when Lori and her friend are driving, uh, and I think it was Linda, if I'm not mistaken, were driving to drop Lori off to babysit. Yeah, and they're smoking have, a joint. Yeah, and they're smoking a joint. And they're like, oh, shit, it's my dad. Put it out, put it out. Yeah. I have a couple of questions. A, <laughs> why did she stop? Her yeah. dad is obviously <clears throat> investigating a scene. Yeah. yeah. Why stop? You just finished smoking a doobie. And number two... He would have smelled well, that. He would have smelled that. But, but here's the thing, though. He was investigating, sort of like you do. who's just standing outside, just like looking. <laughs> <laughs> I need to wait for a real policeman to show up. <laughs> Deputy Doofy over here. Um, I, I wrote yeah, this, that didn't make any sense. You're right, though. I, I looked this up. So in the in the car when they're going to get Michael, by the way, um, the doctor or the nurse says, "Are you going to drug him or something?" Or he says, "Give her, give him th- uh, thorz- thorazidine. Thorazine. 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 So I looked that up. That's a real drug. Yeah. Yeah. It's an antipsychotic. It can treat mental illness, behavioral disorders. T- uh, Tetanus, blood disorders such as, uh, oh man, pri- I don't know that word, and severe <laughs> nausea and vomiting. It can also reduce anxiety before surgery. Did you know he was drunk? Well, the the doctor was. He was drunk. Well, the main actor, whatever. He the was drunk played, during that shooting part of that. The like, guy who played Loomis? Yeah, he was drunk during that recording part of it. Was it I think I read when he an alcoholic, yeah. basically. He always had a bottle on him. Yep. <clears throat> the director uh, had to talk to him. Well, John Carpenter had to talk to him and get pretty much tell him get your shit straight. Really? <laughs> like because they were all getting tired of having to keep doing it over again because he was so drunk. So also when Lori was in class, I don't know if you caught this, but the te- did you hear what the teacher was talking about in the background? Oh, I mean, like I they were I, talking about some sort of book and fate. Uh, fate never, your fate never changes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that goes back to Terminator 2, no fate but what you make. There you go, exactly. See? See, I'm, I'm so probably, the, so what you're probably is, the same universe. Exactly. So you're saying Halloween and Terminator are in the same universe. Exactly. I can 100% believe it. Totally. <laughs> Two shitty movies. 
I'm more of a Groundhog's Day kind of person. Like you uh, definitely create your own fate, and it is variable. It's fair. Um, the other thing you, you said this about about the shots. He's walking around stalking this girl, right? He's in blue coveralls and a white a white mask. Now I get that it's Halloween, but somebody's going to call. Somebody's going to say somebody's something. Somebody's going to call that in. An adult man walking around like that, just like being a fucking creep. Uh, well, are y'all familiar with uh, Michael Myers of Decatur? Like, seriously, like, in Decatur, Alabama, there was a guy who would just walk around just randomly in, like, the Michael Myers outfit, and his wife would, like, track him down and, like, see him in these random places and, like, yell at him, like, on the, on, like, video. <laughs> what in the... Is this on YouTube? Yes. Oh, my Please God. Go I know what I'm it. doing after this. Please yeah. go watch it. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I, think it's, uh, I think it's pretty impressive that the doctor stopped to make that phone call exactly where uh, Mikey got his, his blue coveralls, too. Well, he found the vehicle. Yeah. I mean, he so yeah, he's gonna find the nearest payphone and make the phone call there. And he's he's been treating Michael for fifteen years. He knows his, his mindset. His mindset. He knows what he wants to do. Um, trade to your point. I think the reason that no one wants to date Laura is because of that big old dick. <laughs> one thousand. So did y'all did y'all catch the whole reason that Michael was going after Lori in the first place? No. Because he saw her drop the key off at the house? Yeah. Because he went... He fixated on her. Yes. That he, she went to his house, that, and that is speaking, his. Speaking of fate. Yeah. That is his. That's so where she he was ki- trespassing. That's where he killed his first victim. That's... that's Sacred to him. Yeah. Yeah. So she was the first person to, to come onto that property that he's, he knows of since mm. he's been in, in uh, the sanitarium. Hmm. So he fixated on her because she's just unlucky as fuck. Yeah, but at the same time, he didn't fucking kill her. He killed all their fucking friends. It's true. Well, he was. One stalked. of them had it coming though. Which one? Whenever she yelled at him driving. Yeah. Oh yeah. On the street. Speed kills. Yeah, she oh, had it coming. Oh fuck you, bitch! I'm gonna come back and get you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he stopped his stare. He's like, I remember that face and that hair. That's fair. Um, what about uh, what, was what about what about? <laughs> oh, that was kind of farther in the movie. Never mind. I can't talk about that. Oh, I also had. There was one scene, and it just hit me. Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie looks like uh, Charlie Bucket from Charlie and Chocolate Factory, like an older <laughs> version of him. Well, she was she was twenty in this movie, playing a what would y'all say 16 year old, 17 year old, yeah. And at that, she looked age appropriate for that role. She didn't no. look. She didn't look. No, she looks old too as hell. Old. I know. She looks no. old as hell. No, her balls hadn't dropped at that point. No, she still looks pretty damn. She sounded like old as shit. I know that. She still sounds the same. She, yeah. sounds, she sounds the same now yeah. as she did then. Which Damn, then she, that's sad. Yeah, she sounds like a 70-year-old woman then. Yeah, it's like, nah, 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 nah. I'm bringing the sandwich. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> she's a very deep voice. You know? She does have a very She does have a very deep voice. she's got she, a dick, dude. <laughs> Husky. I wonder Husky. if she has big hands. I, I don't know. I mean, on those on that pumpkin that she has, pretty damn big hands on <laughs> Um... I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, uh, maybe she should have done the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I want to give her Trey something else to bitch about. <laughs> her and Dr. Frankenfurter are rubbing. She know, could have been dicks. Dr. Frankenfurter. Oh, I will say, part of the, and part of the influence, I, I mean, say what you want about this movie, if you like it or not. The influence. Oh, I don't. I'll tell you now. We'll say what we want. But the influence on, on the horror genre is very real. And I say that because. Uh, there was one shot. I can't remember yeah. exactly which one it was, but he's he's standing by the tree <clears throat> watching, and we saw that exact same shot two weeks ago in Trick or Treat. 
Yeah, but they were paying yeah, we homage did. to all those other. I, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, I mean, still, I mean, but, it does have its influence. Can, I agree. Can, I, Scream probably wouldn't have been Scream if it wasn't for well, this movie. It was just well, a like, lot of movies a lot of influence yeah. from like stuff that had come before it. Probably, yeah. I mean, like that's what you know the like Amazon Psycho. Prime like Psycho. facts were. Yeah. yeah, I mean it. It does, but this this movie, like I said, it's it's kind of the birth of the modern serial slasher flick because right after this, you had. Um, you had the you had the original Friday Thirteenth. I think that was nineteen eighty one. Then you had Nightmare on Elm Street. I think that was nineteen eighty four, and they all kind of heavily pulled from Halloween with some of the same shots. Um, well, you take you take. Uh, well, who were the directors on the other ones? I mean, Wes Craven did. Because uh, uh, I, I feel like Wes Craven took a lot of his shit from John Carpenter. Yeah, Wes Craven did. Wes uh, Craven Freddy Krueger. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I cannot remember who did. Friday the, 13th. Uh, Friday the 13th but the very beginning of that movie Friday the 13th you've got the uh, one of the camp counselors riding with the killer and it's all shot from the killer's perspective but you never see the killer until the end of the movie well when you say it's more psycho than it is this well yeah because he got it from psycho yeah John Carpenter took it from that yeah I mean so it all so technically John to Hitchcock yeah who Which, was the true father of you know mm. And as far as your slashers go, you don't know. I mean, maybe some of them took it from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Didn't that come out at the same time about? Yeah. And Texas Chainsaw, when was that? It's in the 70s. I know it was in the 70s. I'm trying to remember when it was. I, think, I, think it was, I thought it was 77. 77, 78, somewhere around there. Uh, Friday I mean, the 13th came out in 1980, and it was directed by Sean Cunningham, and it was written by Victor Miller and Ron Kurz. Okay. Naturally, it's going to take from it because Halloween was already successful by that point. So they're going it to was. feed off of what was successful at that point. But I'm That's just what they're going to do. Halloween birthed three of the biggest horror franchises in history. Because everybody knows who Michael Myers is, Freddy Krueger, and, and uh, Jason Voorhees. Everybody knows who that is. And they all have iconic um, iconic pieces of of their persona You've got the mask of Michael Myers. You've got the glove of Freddy. You've got the hockey mask of Jason. You see that, and you know instantly what character that is. Well, yeah. So I, I think Halloween did just a, like the chainsaw with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? I think Halloween. Did, I think Halloween did a lot for the horror genre, and in, in general, uh, I agree with you. I'm not saying it didn't. I mean, obviously, Friday the 13th and all the the silent killer part and all that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of right there with it and all. There's exactly, a lot yeah. with it. Oh yeah. You know the whole like. Hidden until last minute stab, you know. So I have a question for you, for you guys. Let's just say for some reason that you're being stalked by a crazed serial killer. I was, or I am still. What Dothan refused to arrest him. What do you do? (laughs) How do you? How do you? I'm not calling the police. I'm going to get a gun. How do you try to stop it? I was going to say, well, first call the police. If they don't send anyone, grab my AR, stop myself. Okay. Assuming he walks slowly and only has a knife. I mean, a crazy serial killer. How would I? I mean, could the police really do anything? I mean, they'll go looking for him, right? That'd be about it. Not like they did, they won't. Like they did on this night. Just, just ride around. I mean, it's the same. That's what what she did was kind of nothing wrong in a certain sense. What do you mean? What who did? I mean, the police were still looking for him. They didn't. Well, find I'm not. Him. I may, I'm not. I'm Dale not referencing this movie. Looking the wrong specifically. <laughs> I'm not referencing this movie specifically, but just horror movies in general, because you have all the dumbasses go into the basement or go up, run up the stairs or whatever, mm-hmm. instead of running out the front door and get getting in your fucking car and going. Yeah, it's a fair move too. I mean, save the family, but just I mean, get I the guess, hell out of town. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, he's walking. Yeah, 
Pat and Bob ain't doing 60. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a valid point. Just get the hell out of town. Hopefully he doesn't follow you. But, I mean, he stole, he's already stolen a car and gotten into town, so hopefully. But at that point, you don't know that, though. It's fair. Yeah. You just know he's on foot. Well, here's my thing. You two both have very large trucks. You have a piece of shit car. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> so, all, so all three of you are on the same level. Why wouldn't you just drive going 60 straight into this asshole? It's fair. I mean, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you yeah. could. Like, like, your trucks would just do damage. Like, your car you can't get worse. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. No, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point. Because, I mean, you don't know what this guy's capable of. I wouldn't stand and go toe-to-toe with him. Speaking no, of driving, hell no. <clears throat> speaking of driving, in the early part of the movie here, you know, I was talking to you about this. About the uh, There's a little plot hole there to it. Where, where, did, where the hell did he learn how to drive? Well, he talked about oh, one of you. No, no, hold up, hold up. There was they pointed out that there's a plot hole in the movie themselves. There was there was a there was an eight there was an eight year old, and it was somewhere up north. Yeah, he wanted to do hood rat shit. No, no, (laughs) that's the kid who stole his grandma's car. He went to go do hood rat. But the thing is, this is is a different one. This is a different one. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's more than one eight year old that stole a car. This kid took took the family car and took his little sister because nobody would take them to McDonald's, and he drove like eight miles. Two McDonald's obeyed all traffic laws, bought their food, and drove the fuck back okay, home. But here's the difference, though. There you go. They at at least they at least play like Grand Theft Auto or some other type of game yeah, where they yeah. had to you know drive a car around. Not or in something, 1977. Usually. Exactly. It's That's my point. Car- this is my point. They don't. How would he know to put it in gear? How would he know? Because you know you got to put it well, on the stick down and watched. drive. He's well, watched his yeah, parents. Do it. He's I mean, gone. He's gone to court so before. He's seen people old, drive at eight. But he hasn't. I mean, was he like just look out the window all day at people driving? So, okay, so so, but prior to you getting behind eight the, years old, he's he's no, mainly disturbed. The only thing not, on his mind is about. But he's killing. not eight years old anymore. He's but he was like twenty one. No, yeah, but how many times? Fifteen years, so eight and fifteen is twenty three. Whatever. So how many times has he gone to court in those fifteen years, or been transferred to another hospital, or something that's required him to get in a vehicle and watch how someone operates? He wouldn't have been transferred to the same doctor. I don't think he was transferred. Over. Yeah, I don't think he was transferred. But he's he, but he's he, been transferred to court. Yeah, eight years multiple, old, multiple times. Maybe not. You have, no, he was getting ready to go to court. No, you have. Well, this was He's another going, court. Going time, for but you have you have multiple parole hearings. You have preliminary hearings. You have in 1977. Trials, you you probably just had one. Nah, I doubt it. You have appeals. You have review hearings. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that you go to court for. We have cases that are still going to court from 2012. I don't know. He's a dangerous homicide killer. No, I don't think so. I don't think he ever got put in the car. After he hit the age of but you maybe to, before the age of fifteen, but you have to to go to these hearings. You have to be there. That's mm-hmm. it's part of your constitutional rights. You have a right to face your accuser. Yeah, but they would have thrown him like in the paddy wagon or something, transport him probably. Yeah, I that's nowadays. That. But like, what about back then? Well, yeah, back it's not then, paddy wagons. Back, back in the seventies, they handcuff your ass and put you in the back seat. You noticed that car had a cage. <clears> yeah, yeah, it had a transport cage. So you put his ass in the back seat, and there you go. He sees people drive. And then, and well, even and, then, even then, you get. But there's a, still like a coordination factor of like hitting the right pedal and doing this. And that. Get, Someone has to show you. I think my overall thing is that uh, with it is that they I pointed. I disagree. It's not fucking rocket science. My, my thing is this: is that they pointed out in the movie itself that there was a pothole in there, <laughs> and that was really cool that they did do that. Like I said, I disagree because even dri- the doctor said, "How did he learn how to drive?" Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of your people must have taught him. And it's like you know what I mean. So it's like they said, "There's a there's, they said this is a plot hole, well, and, he, and we're going to point out that it is a plot hole. We know it's a plot hole, so therefore we can. We've accounted for this plot hole, right? Exactly. Yeah. By saying well, we I, know, can it's you plot say hole. plot hole again? I want to say this plot hole. 
If this mouth breather can drive, Michael can drive. I don't know. Okay. I'm the mouth breather. Yeah. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, the other thing is, I mean, he, the guy even said, you know, he's been staring at a wall for 15 years, blah, blah, blah. But you don't know if that's also true. They could have set him in a, in a common room and he could have watched TV and you see people on TV drive. This was the 70s. And like, you know, I know like, yeah, mental health facility hunter. Yeah. Well, mental health facilities probably did not treat them well. So I don't know if they put him in a common room. Chances are they probably left him in his like drugged him up. She got once flew over the cuckoo's nest. I mean, they always they, they had you know. I feel like they facilities. wouldn't. They may yeah. They may be in and they may be wards of the state, but they still are, are entitled to basic human rights. You think? But that, they didn't always give it to him. That's why they don't have mental health facilities anymore. So he's a killer. And they know that he's dangerous. And they said, we're going to drug him up to take him to where he's going to go to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that means that they probably, at one time or another, he's hurt somebody else in, in there, probably, right? So probably he, if, he got, if he got put in a common room with other people, what did he end up doing? You mean trying to kill someone else? Yeah. Potentially? So I have a feeling that they probably didn't put him in a common room. They probably just put him in a padded room by himself, and that's it, all day long. They kind of, I mean, but you, I mean, he's already insane, anyways. That's just going to drive you more insane. I mean, they, they've yeah. proved you can only be in solitary confinement for uh, it's like twenty two days or something like that when you're in jail. Now, now, yeah, but back then we don't know. Well, I'm it, talking like even uh, uh, Alcatraz. It, yeah, they their max was like twenty days. Yeah, and that was back in the what thirties. Thirties, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different now. I mean, they put them in like you know you got those no, people. Well, I say, when I say that, I mean there, there are people that are in solitary confinement, but they still get out for an hour a day. But like I'm talking like when you're put in the hole, that's where you don't get out. You get nothing for you know 24 hours a day. There's a limit to how much time they can do it. So he has to have some sort of outside influence somewhere. Whether they whether they take him to a common room that has like maybe he's I mean obviously maybe it's just, him, maybe it's just him and a TV. Yeah, or maybe I mean criminally insane asylum, and he they so maybe they have chains at you know they chain him to a instead of him sitting in a chair in a room, they send him in a chair and chain him in a common room where there's a TV for people to watch with no one you know everyone has their own bubble of ten feet between or something. They're Possibly. practicing social distancing before before it was cool. So you think they just rolled in a TV on a little cart and might, showed them? Might have done that too. I mean, TVs Possibly. are expensive back then, so if they had one, they probably only had one. That's what I'm saying. Common room. Yeah, that they you know, but so he doesn't attack someone. But I mean, he never showed any inclination (laughs) of violence before. We just don't. The only reason he just we don't really we don't know his motivation for killing his sister. Say in the in the in the movie that I don't think he spoke for the 15 years he was in the sanitarium, and we don't know the real motivation he had for killing his sister. Maybe it was like an Oedipus complex. Could have been. I'm 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 guessing. No, I mean it's fair. I mean, it seems like he got the urge to kill when you know. When she was getting dicked down? When she was getting dicked down. All right, y'all ready? Let's, yeah, let's yeah, keep, keep going. moving on. All right, that night, Lori babysits Tommy Doyle while Annie babysits Lindsay Wallace across the street. Michael follows them, spying on Annie and killing the Wallace's dog, which I fucking hated that part because that was a <laughs> gorgeous German Shepherd. Uh, Tommy sees Michael from the windows and thinks he is the boogeyman, but Lori does not believe him. Annie later takes Lindsay over to, Doyle, to the Doyle house to spend the night so she can pick up her boyfriend, Paul. When she gets into the car, Michael appears from the back seat, strangling her and slitting her throat. Soon after, Linda and her boyfriend, Bob Sims, arrive at the Wallace house and find it empty. After having sex, Bob goes downstairs to get a beer while My- where Michael pins him to the wall with a kitchen knife. <sighs> Michael then poses as Bob in a ghost costume and confronts Linda, who teases him to no effect. Annoyed, she calls Lori to find out what happened to Annie. Michael proceeds to strangle Linda with a phone cord 
while Lori listens on the other end, thinking it's a joke. Yeah. So I, what I get from this is that Michael is basically just a big old voyeur. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, what I mean, no, you were laughing. Like, go, go, go into that a little bit more. I mean, like, Let's unpack it. Like, he, if he's a voyeur, I mean, like, he's been peeking in windows his whole fucking life. This whole thing started with him watching his sister getting dicked down. I mean, so now he's seeing other girls getting, and he's like, I want to get me, he wants to see some boobies. So this is, <clears throat> it is a shame that he killed his sister who had the best boobs of anyone in the movie. I don't know, that Linda chick had some pretty nice ones. The blonde, I, is know, that the blonde, the, one? the blonde one in the bed. Well, here, here's the thing, as someone who's mentally she was disturbed. His, yeah, his sister was pretty hot. As, so, as someone who's mentally disturbed, though, Tucker, would you? Your sister's boobs that nice or oh, less nice? Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 All right, so yes. let's, let's, let's talk about yes. this for a second. So that so, Linda girl, she was in Carrie before so, this. Really? Yep. Huh. huh. So it's, Tommy sees Tommy sees the, the, the masked man, the boogeyman, mm-hmm. and Lori doesn't believe him after being followed by a strange-looking man all day. Did anybody else find that kind of weird? Well, I mean... No, because he's talking about the boogeyman. If he said, hey, I saw this guy in a blue onesie and a white mask, she'd probably go, oh, fuck. Driving, you know? a, driving a station wagon around. Yeah, she'd probably, but when you say, like, the boogeyman. But he's also, I mean, how old was that kid? Eight, nine? Maybe, yeah, maybe nine. ten. Man, I mean, we, so we skipped a part of there. So, <clears throat> random fact, this movie only had three pumpkins in it. <laughs> For Halloween, that's not many. Well, that's not it, a lot of well it's, all, it's because it's springtime in California that this was recorded. This wasn't recorded in the fall. They actually had to scrounge up, find leaves, pick them up, put them on the ground, go back, pick up the leaves yeah. again. I can, I can, I can actually. <laughs> and, we, and they had they, they, they painted, painted they painted some they leaves paint too. Leaves. I can. Actually, Everything is green around them. <laughs> I can actually uh, get that now that you've mentioned it. I didn't catch that because yeah, it's I only lived, three pumpkins. I lived in Massachusetts for a, about a year. And it in October in Massachusetts, it's fucking cold, and they're they're up there in the same kind of area. Yeah. So uh, no, Massachusetts and Illinois are very different. I thought it was Ohio. Uh. Uh-uh. They were in Haddonfield, Illinois. Oh, okay. Yeah, very different. They are different, but they're also much farther north than we are, and it gets cold a lot earlier than it does here. Yeah, but I'm just saying Massachusetts is very different than Illinois. So it, one of the it three, is, but it's both going to be cold in, in you October. You just said they were the same. <laughs> So one of the three pumpkins was <laughs> the pumpkin that the boy was holding I I said they were when, similar. He, when he fell on it. Yeah. That was the only take they could get of that. So they hoped that he fell on it and broke it. Correctly. Right. Yeah. Yes. If he didn't do that, that yeah, was, that, you know, t- that tape on that pumpkin would show. Right. So that, sure. that happened, right? The other one was the pumpkin upstairs, you know, whenever, uh, next to the bed after, yes. you know, the body. Jack, yeah. Yeah. That was the second one. The third pumpkin was the one that she, she's she carrying around carved. Yeah, so that was a actually three. There, there was a fourth one because there was a pumpkin spice latte floating around the set. <laughs> no, <laughs> I believe there was other pumpkins around, quote unquote, but they weren't pumpkins though; they were gourds. Yes, that they painted. Okay. Hmm. So I have a question. Here, here's a guy that's been in a insane asylum his entire life. Hmm. I highly doubt he's had access to a weight room. Can you guys just imagine how strong you would have to be to one-handed pick a? We'll just say a grown man, yeah, up by his throat and yeah. hold him at a forty-five degree angle while you stab him in the stomach with a with a knife, and with enough force to go through him into the door behind him, and he stay up on it. Yeah, not very possible. I mean, totally uh, possible. Well, because it happened in the movie, he may not have a weight room, but he could at least nah. be 
push-ups and everything else, be, pull-ups. You can be strong, yes, but but this isn't prison. This is I mean, it could be know, like a psychiatric facility. A, I mean, it could be like that girl off a of Terminator. But he didn't look two. that big. You know, she just being a room and all the whole time just ooh, ooh, and then she was able to beat up all those guys on top of her what was her name again Sarah Connor it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Connor was a badass sir same thing Be careful Sarah Connor was a badass but she, she, was, she, she was a trained fighter though well there you go yeah I mean he wouldn't have had any fight training but I mean you know these kids he took everyone by surprise so he didn't so have to fight anyone there was what four people I think that played Michael Myers in this movie really yeah. in this movie yeah I thought, uh, I thought it was well, yeah, you, you have three. You've got Nick Castle, you've got Tony Moran, and then you got Will Sandon, who played him at age six. But then you got the lady that plays the young Michael Myers with the stabbing and all that. With the hand. The hand. Yeah. So technically four okay. that played Michael Myers. Okay. Fair so enough. this one guy who has him pinned against the wall that's like looking, you know, admiring his work, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Are we going to say <clears> it's not the lady? No, it's not the lady. Going out on a limb. No. So he, he was just told, go to this spot, stand there. Go to this spot, stand there, and then like whenever he's at the clothesline, that it, this one guy did those parts right there, where it's just standing still, Michael Myers. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, it's a paycheck, I guess. Um, I'm trying to remember what else he did. Oh, everybody had like several parts in this movie, so like you had. Well, you yeah, know, the budget was only three hundred thousand. Well, yeah, three fifty. We'll Literally, say. it's like everybody knew somebody they could help to do this movie. So the yeah. makeup and all was done by. Somebody who was friends that had a friend that was makeup designer. Well, this, was know, was one of, this was one of Carpenter's, not his earliest, mm-hmm. but it's one of his earlier films. I saw it on Precinct, Precinct 13. 13 yeah. Yeah. Which wasn't picked but. up. It was picked up by the same guy who picked him up to do this right here. Interesting. Um, okay, I, know, I don't think we ever babysit. Did any of y'all ever babysit in high school? No. Yeah. I don't think anybody college, was that stupid yeah. to let me do that. You babysat? College, yeah, like okay. during like spring break, I go watch some kids. I did. Mm-hmm. I would go watch my cousin's uh, kids mm-hmm. while she went to the store to buy me liquor <laughs> when I was in high school. I don't know if that's babysitting or just. I mean, it, she was gone for a while. She stayed gone for an hour or two, so she was getting dick down too. Probably. I think she just wanted some. I think she just wanted some time away. She was it's like, fair. Chris is watching them, so I'm gonna head on out. Some strange dick is what she wanted. Trey, here's my question to you, then, sir. Since you since you have babysat. If you ever spilled oil on yourself, would you just take all of your clothes off to wash them <laughs> at the house you're at and then put on one of the homeowner's shirts afterwards? No, I wouldn't. I'm, I don't have... Here's the thing, though. It's the 70s. Like, you know, so a lot of like adult men were sleeping with the babysitters, so like it could have been totally acceptable. Fair. Yeah. She's probably worn if that shirt before. Porn, if you got a Pornhub, they're still doing it. <laughs> Stepdad. <laughs> Stepdad. That, makes, that one word makes a lot of difference. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't. <laughs> uh, no. And then she, and then she goes out. She just goes out like with Lori, just in yeah, the shirt. Throws out like that big old overcoat. Yeah. Like, yep. All right, let's roll. It's like, oh, so you're gonna go out in just panties, no bra. Well, she's picking up the she guy to get dick get, anyway. Yeah, she was going. To I mean, that was her whole plan. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but I would assume even in Illinois, at October 31st, like it's gonna be fucking cold. Yeah, it's gonna be cold because just mean, like Massachusetts, I hear. But it's springtime, exactly so it's not the same as cold. Thing. Exactly the same thing as Massachusetts. Between like imaginary town and whatever bumblefuck place you went to, <laughs> the only thing I mean it's Massachusetts. Don't you're it's Boston. That's the only place there is in Massachusetts. No, you got Amherst. You Mass. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah, you do. Meh. Yeah. Whatever. Although interesting little fact about uh, uh, UMass, their 
College Stadium, and I remember driving around up there, uh, and I first drove past it. And I, All right, good enough. <laughs> Fan mail. <laughs> so are you saying Anyways, you, you drove around Amherst? So you drove around saying? the... I was driving around Amherst. Yeah. And uh, So did you saw, live in Amherst? No, I lived right outside of Amherst. Okay, so bumblefuck. Well, bumblefuck. Amherst was five minutes. You lived in the Beauregard of Massachusetts. <laughs> All right, Eric, finish your story. God damn it, I can't argue with that. It's not wrong. What but, about the um, stadium? So I drove by. I drove by UMass Stadium, and I was uh, talking to a friend, to a person I met up there, and I said, uh, "What high school team is this?" Well, that what, makes what, sense. Somebody goes to their what high games. school. What high school stadium is this? And it looks at me and goes, "That's University of Massachusetts." And I'm sitting there going, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Opelika and Auburn stadiums are big. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like one of the worst football teams in Division One college yeah. football. I mean, yes, I agree. For years, I, they've I, been I, one of the worst. I, I get that, but when you have a local, our local high school stadiums are bigger. It was, it's, it's, it was yeah, insane. Not not your high school stadium though. <laughs> I live in Auburn. My taxes go to that school, so yeah. I'm just saying, ours. when you were in high school. Where you went to high school, your stadium was the backyard <laughs> carport, and and really it was probably a trampoline where you and your sister wrestled, and that he got beat. That's why he's big into jujitsu now. That's fair. He's been training all this time. I guess you probably should ask him about the oil thing. The oil thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, the babysitting. Do you do you strip down and put on your daddy shirt? <laughs> Definitely want to call it daddy. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or crazy Uncle Janitor, whichever one works better for you in this case. No, the Uncle Janitor made him put on the shirt. That was a different, that was a different, different scenario that time. Um, so when Bob goes to get the beers, do you notice that he says, "I'll be, I'll be right back." Oh, Jesus Christ! I'll be back. No, I'm not like no, like okay, I thought that's what no, you're no, no, to no. Do. I'm going to the, the to the Scream movie. Remember the movie Scream? I'll what? be right back. Yeah. yeah. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. I'll be right back. Oh! But I mean, that's the, this. You're right. This. You're right. This is the start of, you know, the 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 scary movie rules. Well, and there was and there was a there was a part in the in the scream movie where, oh God, the the kid that's talking that talks about the rules of a horror movie. Why are you jacking off your mic stand? Because I got a itch on my. Hand. They were they're close to the end of Scream. They're watching the original Halloween, and he's sitting there going, "Oh, Jamie. Oh, Jamie. Oh, yeah." And you see Matthew Lillard and uh, um, Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich run behind him in the the, the ghost face mask, but they're they're watching Halloween. There. Yeah, um, I think I do have I do have a note that says it's shame they killed Annie because she does have great boobs. <laughs> just saying, just throwing it out there. All right, keep going. Get so, to the good part of it. So, meanwhile, Loomis discovers the stolen there car no good part. and begins searching the streets. Suspicious of the phone call, Lori goes to the Wallace house across the street and finds her friend's bodies, as well as Judith's headstone, in the upstairs bedroom. Uh, she flees to the hallway in terror, where Michael suddenly appears in the dark and slashes her arm, causing her to fall over the stairway banister. Injured, she narrowly escapes and runs back to the Doyle house, but lost the keys to the front door when she fell on the staircase. Tommy lets her in when she orders him and Lindsay to hide, only to find the phone is dead. Michael sneaks through the window and attacks her again, but she incapacitates him by stabbing him in the neck with a knitting needle. Thinking he's dead, Lori staggers upstairs to check on the kids, but is shocked to see Michael alive. She tells the kids to hide in the bathroom while Lori hides in the bedroom closet, but Michael finds her and breaks in, so she stabs him in the eye with a coat hanger and in the chest with his own knife. She then tells Tommy and Lindsay to go down the street to a neighbor's house and call the police. After they leave, Michael awakens once again and slowly approaches an unsuspecting Lori. 
Loomis sees the kids running from the house and goes to investigate. Finding Michael and Lori fighting upstairs, Lori rips Michael's mask off, making him hesitate to put it back on. Loomis shoots Michael six times, knocking him off the balcony. Lori asks Loomis if Michael was the boogeyman, which Loomis confirms. Loomis walks to the balcony and looks down to see that Michael has vanished. Unsurprised, he stares off in the night as Lori begins to sob. Michael's breathing is heard during a montage of locations where he had recently been, indicating that he could be anywhere. Can we just go ahead and address right now if modern movies have told us that you don't kill the boogeyman's dog? It's fair. I've never seen that movie, John Wick, though. Hmm. Well, Heard it's good. The boogeyman, they didn't kill the boogeyman's dog. The boogeyman killed the Wallace's dog. Mm-hmm. No, no. In, in real life, you don't kill the boogeyman's dog. He'll come back and get you. And kill everybody. Well, yeah, you don't you don't kill John Wick's dog. Yeah, <laughs> plain and simple. So another there's, th- an, there's uh, three movies and a hell of a lot of bodies that tell you why you don't kill John Wick's dog. Uh, another Which, uh, trope that that I think that I caught started on this one is um, the start of like oh there's something wrong I'm gonna go check it out <laughs> like instead of like yeah. calling someone or whatever like uh, like the worst white people move ever. It's fair. Yeah, I think it's just the worst move ever. <clears throat> I guess she wasn't. Honest. I guess in her mind she saw like the lights come on. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean so she's sitting there thinking they're in there they're just not answering yeah. let me go in there but you know the the other part we we're talking about and it was just like she goes to the neighbor's house mm-hmm. banging on the door yelling for help and this is in the 70s this in the 70s late 70s most people would be like one you know your neighbors yep. back then well now she was babysitting so she went at her house. Yeah, but I, I'm getting the impression Haddonfield is not a big town not a no. big town You're right. so they probably know her and all and then they're just like, fuck that. We're going to cut off and just... Yeah. <laughs> like, somebody's banging on your door yelling for help, you know? I, I mean, sort of like Back Kitty, then. Kitty Genovese, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. You know. But, but she had... Oh, well, no, I guess she, they didn't answer, though. They just turned off the lights. Um, so here's a question that I have. Y'all notice that there was... Uh, that Michael rips up his sister's tombstone, and they don't really bring that back up until close to the very end of the movie when he like, find it on the, on the bed. Mm-hmm. All right. I tried to do some digging and find out how much one of those <laughs> things would weigh. Digging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a big old slab of granite. I mean, he lifted that up. He can lift that man up with I ease. Can, I can only imagine, and I, I couldn't find a, a solid number, mm-hmm. on, but I can only imagine one of those things weighs oh, it's gotta be four, five, six hundred pounds oh, easily. Yeah. More than that. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Granite, I mean, <clears throat> have you ever had to move granite countertops? No. They are fucking heavy, brud. No, I, be- I believe it. Approximately 230 pounds. No that, way. I looked that up. That's That cannot be right. Uh, yeah, because I mean, like... I, I saw I, that. I, I saw that. I totally discredit people that fucking do that shit for a living and like put that on the internet. <laughs> Point is... Because, ta- because uh, no, I totally talk- have a better idea. About, they're talking about a grave marker, not a headstone. All, all that was was like a little fucking headstone. It wasn't like a big old fucking statue. That like, thing was her, three feet know, tall. Taking dicks to the mouth like she was like that night. That thing was three <laughs> feet tall, and it was probably six inches thick. All right, first of all, you over-exaggerated six inches with your hand right there. <laughs> what she said. I, was, I, I mean, I wasn't sure if we were going to go for that joke or not, but... You're goddamn right. I'm not letting that pass. <laughs> okay, okay. So it, the argument here is that he's very strong, but, you know, he had a lot of trouble with that kitchen door. He also had a lot of problems with the uh, the closet door, The too. closet door. I'm just saying, like, the, the, his strength varies. <laughs> That's a weak-ass closet door, too. That's that old, like... Yeah, the, the louvered, the flimsy, yeah. louvered whatever things. Yeah. Speaking like, that I, was another guy that was doing the punching through... So so, and she also stabs him with a with a coat hanger. Yeah, 
I mean, if you poke somebody in the eye with that, it's gonna hurt. Well, no, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I hurt him. He was like, "Hey, good night." Yeah, yeah. So this is funny because here's uh, so <laughs> this is literally how I wrote these notes at the very end. I said, "All, all of this in a knitting needle, knitting needle to the next stops in." Okay, so a hanger to the eye. Oh, and a stab wound, maybe. No blood on the knife, by the way. When she came out of the closet, she had the knife. There's no blood on it. Um, you also didn't see any blood on her arm when he slashed her. Yeah. Again, they they didn't want to, you know, make it a big gory movie. Though. Yeah. And why did she drop the knife? I mean, not the point. Okay. And then I wrote, nope. So then the doctor with a six shooter, and then nope again. So so when they so did you notice there at that scene he fires one shot to get Michael off of Lori, and then he follows him into the bedroom. And fire six more out of a revolver. I didn't know that. you said something about it the other night. But. Six, so, seven shots, out, seven rounds out of a six shot. So here's the funny thing, because you said something about the knife. When they showed this movie, they premiered it at a small college town. I forgot where it's at. But it was just a little small college town, and they said that one of the people in the uh, audience, when she dropped that knife down on the ground, he, he, he stood up and he said, "You get killed, you deserve it." <laughs> <laughs> So he he made that reference too. Like, why the hell would you drop a knife? You know, I mean, it's it's a valid question. And the other thing is, and this is just one of those things. Like, so at the very end, it starts kind of going through the different scenes of of like where the movie where he's where he's been where he's been. So when it shows the scene um, of the the den where she stabbed him in the neck, um, his knife was still on the floor there too. So it was obviously an old an old shot. So that's what they did in order to close that out. They uh, just took a bunch of. Stills. Stills and all. Yeah, because yeah, originally they were going to go with another idea of how to finish the movie out, and then they decided that they want to go with the idea of you don't know where he's at and where he could be at. Uh, so they took stills from different spots and all that. Of where he was. Where he, yeah, and everything to make you start wondering, like, where's he at? Where, you know, where could he be? Where, you yeah. know? Where's Dan's dad? <laughs> dad watch. Dad watch. Sorry. That's not yeah, something. Sorry. <laughs> So you know that was pretty cool. They did, um, and I, I will also say, and, and actually, kind of ties into to our music. The the end credits theme or whatever, I it sounds a lot like I hear Stranger Things in the end credits theme. I, I don't mm-hmm. have it to, to play, but I mean, it has that kind of sound it's copyrighted. It. I've never sure. I've never seen Stranger Things. I Gosh, need to. I need to watch such a great it. show. It's so good. Okay, Do you I'll, watch it? I watched the first season. I need to watch. It's Netflix, I think you right? watch part of the yeah. second okay. season, but mm. second season, first and third are good. Yeah, no, I yeah. ain't going back. You should. You should do the third season. It gets weird masturbating kids. <laughs> so don't. <laughs> you know when she falls down those stairs, though, man, like and hurts her knee. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, because later on she's just running just fine, and then next thing you know she's like limping Look, again. A- adrenaline's a hell of a thing. <laughs> Apparently so. Which is what I'm running the movie, on when I fight Pink Van Zandt. <laughs> um, and I know this is random, but I, I I guess I noticed in one of the scenes. I mean, people were skinnier in the seventies, but her waist, man, like she was fucking yeah. tiny. Yeah. Considering how big well, her dick is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's twenty. She's twenty years old. She's That's twenty true. year twenty years old in this, and I'm sure when we were in our. Uh, Early late teens, early twenties, we were all a lot smaller too. That's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. I was barely a hundred pounds when I graduated from high school. Yeah, I was like hundred. I was like ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere around there. Yeah, one seventy. So I, I think it's safe to say we've all gained some weight as we've gotten older. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, you got anything else to? Uh, I don't. I mean, that's that's the movie. That's Halloween. Cool. Um, final ratings and reviews. Yeah, Chris, you want to start? Hmm. 
You know, it, it does. It is the foundation of a lot of movies mm-hmm. now. So I give it its dues for that. Does it stand the test of time? No, not at all. It's fair. It's not like that great of a movie, really. Um, all honesty, I mean, it, I appreciate what it did and what it's doing for other movies and all out there. But, I mean, this is one I'm not going to watch again. It's four beers for me, and that's it. Wow. Wow, that's uh, that's harsh, but okay. I'm um, sorry, but it's just the that, truth to me. That's generous. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... It's it's a classic it's a classic, you know, start of a brand new genre type of movie, but having to sit through and watch it like I was bored. Mm-hmm. You know, um I we are spoiled now as to how they build suspense now. We've can't, we've got 40 years on this movie. No, I agree, yeah. And so and having basically watched it not necessarily for the first time or for the first time this week like there was I did not feel the suspense build up because you know, I get it when it came out, it would have been it's like uh what uh, what's the other it, um, People with Jaws back in the day. Or Jaws. I'm thinking where she's possessed. Paul, um, Exorcist. Exorcist. Yeah. They are, it's constantly cited as one of the scariest movies of all time. So, I mean, but it's not. <clears throat> compared to stuff that you see yeah. made today, it's just not. And um, Go ahead. I'll, I'll. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, do, I appreciate everything you did. It's it's an incredible franchise, and it's done incredible things. It started a lot of incredible things, you know. I'll be right back, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I'm glad I've watched it as an adult, um, and I do encourage if you have never seen it, definitely watch it because it is the start of modern horror movies. But it's not going to be the best thing you've ever seen. I'm I'm going to go with you, Chris. I only get four. Sorry, yeah. bud. Yeah, Trey. It, it goes just like that. Hold on, one second. It goes just like that with Jaws. Like I talked to somebody who's much older, like in their seventies, and they said like even today they're still like. With the water and all, like yeah. a little bit skeptical about water because of Jaws. It's fair. But you watch it now and it's just like, God, it's so terrible, mm-hmm. you know? The fake shark. Yeah. But what is set up was something different. Go ahead. Sorry. This is a five beer movie. Seriously? Yeah. Like everything about it like is not interesting to me. Like there is no explanation for why he's doing it. So like that just is a big turnoff to me. I, I agree. And there's so much unresolved with it and implausible. That's what the next 15 movies are for. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it for them because I'm not going to watch any of them. Um, this is just really, really just okay. I mean, like, the best thing about it was, like, that one little theme he did. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. even that doesn't really do it for me. So hmm. it means nothing. Fair enough. <clears throat> Tucker? Guys, I'm going to go the complete opposite of all y'all here. Um, I, I disagree with with what you're saying, Chris, about Jaws. I think Jaws still holds up until getting close to the end when you have, when you do see the, the mechanical shark because of all the, all they did with the practical effects. I think this movie still holds up. Yes, it's not as gory, Stephen, and it doesn't have the shock value that you get in a lot of in a lot of the mod, modern horror. Mm-hmm. But as far as for building suspense and setting a scene, and yeah, you really don't understand Michael Myers' motivations. Um, but that also, in a way, can make him scarier. Yeah, exactly. I think that this was a masterful movie. It was masterfully shot. It does do a really good job of building suspense, even even today. And I, I've seen this movie probably at least a half a dozen times. I think this is a great example of what a horror movie should be. Um, all that being said, it ha- it is a little bit dated. 
clothes, uh, way people talk, that sort of stuff. Oh. You know, it's it's it is a testament to its time. Context is key. Yeah, but I still say that it is a great movie that is masterfully shot. Uh, John Carpenter, I can't say enough about the man. He's a genius. Uh, this is a one beer movie. For you? For me, this is a one beer movie. Good. Glad you so, liked it. Um, if we add up all the scores, uh, Chris is four, Steven's four, Trey's five, my one, and add it up, divide by four, we come out with a three and a half beer movie, which means this movie is slightly worse, well, a little worse than average. Yeah, worse than average. So, if this movie would have been named, the original name that they talked about, instead of Halloween, I don't think we would be having this discussion. We wouldn't be talking about this movie right now. No, not at all. This movie would have never done, never would have continued on to be what it was. No. I agree. It would have fell to the wayside. What was the original name again? It's like Teenage Slumber Party something, Ask Her, okay. something like that. I don't remember. It was something silly. Did you read, did you read the trivia about it? I read a little bit. I, admit, I missed that part. The thing is, the movie that they were watching in there was The Thing. Yes, Which it was. later on, John, John Carpenter redid. redid. Yep. Uh, yeah, originally the movie, they were, it was supposed to take place over multiple nights instead of just one night and then Halloween, but they decided it was basically a marketing move, really. Yeah, it was. Total marketing move. They can go, hey, we could just, if we call it Halloween and put it on Halloween, guess what they're going to play every Halloween? Yep. Boom. And, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think, I think this movie would have never made it as far. It would have fell onto the wayside as well, all other movies. All right, look, so this is, this is, this is some of the stuff that John Carpenter's done. Um, you've got Assault on Precinct 13, which was 1976, Halloween in 1978, movie. The Fog in 1980, Escape from New York in 81, The Thing in 82, Christine in 83. Big Trouble in Little China in 86. Hmm. Classic. Um, Village of the Damned in 95. Escape from L.A. in 96. Vampires in 98. I mean, he's... And that's not even all of them. That's just the big ones. Well, the it's, man, John, it's John Carpenter. The man has had an, an impressive, amazing career. Okay. So... I'm not I'm not down that one bit. I'm just saying that if they... Wouldn't have called this Halloween. I don't think that this would yeah. have had as much. I don't. I it's think not. That, it's I not would, Army I of think Darkness. That mar- marketing. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I think the marketing stunt on that just helped it out so much. I completely agree. It's. I mean, it's in well, its and, own. It's got some things about it in its own right. Like he said, I think it did start the modern horror genre as we know it today. But it's in a very you know early early stage. It's like the nugget of the start, and it's just you know it doesn't. I don't obviously I don't think it holds up, but. Well, in this movie, respect for what it did. This movie kicked off Jamie Lee Curtis's career. Yeah, and this was her first role. Now, so have we you, should demand an apology. Well, I was going to say now. Hey, you say that now. Have you seen um, Trading Places? Yep. I mean, she's the prostitute now, which is pretty yeah. hot. Great, great boobs. To go with a dick. <laughs> I mean, you know, but kind of balance each other out a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, we haven't decided what we're doing next week. No. So we'll we'll discuss that and yeah. it'll be a big surprise for everybody. Uh, before we get into that though, we have a new little we have a new uh, segment that we're gonna do. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Aren't you though? Yeah, just so, a little bit hard. <laughs> just a little chub. Stay in your seat. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna start doing a top five. Um, how we're gonna do this is it's basically our top five episodes. It's it can be anything that we've reviewed so far. Oh, that, mine's in no particular order then. Oh, well, I need, a, I need an order. Well, I'm not going to give you one. You can, you can live a disappointed life. It's a five-way tie. 
Well, everyone else is hey, giving whoa, an order. Whoa, no, no. He gave them to you in an order. That's, oh, his, that's, one, that's, that's his one through that's five. That's the order I'm going to do them. That's in. his one through yeah, five. Yeah, I mean, guess and technically, I guess you could say that in a way because that was, that was the first one that popped on your mind. The second one that popped on your mind. It wasn't. It was the order in which I found them going through like the old episodes. <laughs> you start at the bottom, going out. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> five way tie. So, uh, but yeah. So what we'll do is every every week we'll whatever movie we discuss, and then we can we can. Add and delete our top five as we go on. If you think something should take box something off, there's something you like more, you know that sort of thing. So um, currently, and since we're already forty something episodes in, obviously we're not going to be building this. We I, I email or I text everyone uh, this week, and everyone sent me there. So uh, current top five, my top five, starting with number five is the mail order brides episode. I thought that was a lot of fun. Number four, our escape room episode. I thought the escape rooms were a lot of. Uh, I just enjoyed that just personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know about how strong the actual episode was, but I really enjoyed that. that. Uh, number three, Sandlot. I mean, honestly, it's, it's our best episode. You know, yeah. it's our best performing episode and all that stuff. <clears throat> uh, number two, I like T2. And, like and, and for the reason that you gave it, you gave, you've got T2 in second place. I'll, I'll explain it. I know, and I'm going to let you explain it if you, have, if you want to. And uh, number one for me, Breakfast Club. That's just, I mean, that is just a, such a good movie. I really like the episode. Um, like I said, I guess we're not really judging the episode, just the, the specific thing that we're reviewing that episode. Uh, part of me kind of, like, you know, I, I did like the, some runners-up, I should say, maybe. Um, for me, uh, I liked the Chip episode, even though it was fucking disgusting to do. Yeah, you didn't tell me. I had to come up with some fucking backups. Yeah, you didn't tell nobody. No honorable and mentions. You know, no, there's what no the honorable fuck? mentions. It's, it's top five or bust. <laughs> Fine, top five. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go next. All right. Uh, Tucker, your top five are those down there. Yeah, so I did um, one through five, the beer review, T2, gross point blank, mail-order brides and escape rooms. And the reason I did beer review is, number one, aside from seeing Trey Puke, mm. that was such a fun episode. I completely We agree. sat around, we drank beer, we shot the shit. That was a good. That was a good fun episode. Um, need to do another one. T two. Need I say more? That's just a great fucking movie, and it was a fun review. Fuck that. It's a. It, that's a. That's a zero beer movie. Maybe mm. a, maybe a one beer movie. I think I changed mine to one. Maybe a one beer. Oh, movie. I fucked up. Um, <laughs> gross point blank. I mean, I'm in the same boat with that. I love that movie. That movie's just funny and hilarious. You and Al. Right. Uh, <laughs> surprise! I was kind of surprised with myself for putting Mail Order Brides at number four, but I did enjoy talking it was, about it. It was a really did, that was a fun, different episode. That was kind credit, of an credit to Trey. Kind of an eye-opening experience, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and then again, just wait for my next documentary. And then with Escape Room, yeah, man, that I was can't just, wait. You got good choices, man. That was the Escape Rooms was just a fun night. I agree. I agree. So. Those were those were my favorite, and then just the way we broke it down and talked about it. Who wants to go next? Press I guess C Mac Attack will go. C Mac Attack. What's happening with the here, new the, and the, the now? The new and the now. All right. So my top five. Number two, we're going not that way because you're a dick and you already told them what it was. Sorry. T two is my number two, and the reason why that is is because like half of us hated that movie and thought it was like a five beer, and then the other half are a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> it's, good. it's okay. You can be wrong. It's okay. <laughs> but it, it made for an interesting. I like, completely back and forth no. I completely agree. I think I think that's conflict <clears throat> is what is uh, what makes things interesting. My number five was uh, Hubie Halloween. I just want to point out that 95% of Google users disagree with you. Yeah, they're fucking idiots, too. My number five was Hubie Halloween, uh, just because I like that movie a lot. It's fair. And it's just, I don't know, it's one of my favorites. <clears throat> number four was Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, 
again, like going into it, like I, I thought about it and I told Trey that like I feel like I rated that lower than what I should have rated it. Like whatever worse. you I gave it too worse. many beers than yeah. what you I should have. Too gave. many beers? Yeah, because like the more I thought about it, the more I realized like, you know, this for a musical this was actually really good for mm-hmm. a musical, mm-hmm. you know, and I should have based it upon that than an overall movie. Um, my number three was uh, Trick or Treat. It's kind of weird that I'm all picking like newer stuff. That's okay. Uh, number three was Trick or Treat, um, just because it was kind of entertaining. Like it was, a, it was a lot of going back and forth and yeah. all that. And number one of mine was uh, Sandlots because it's just. You know, I see you put the S at the end of that too. You're Sand, Sandlots. <laughs> Sandlots. Sandlots. I, I literally copied and pasted what you sent me. Did I put down Sandlots? You put Sandlots. <laughs> I didn't add the S. That's fantastic. Yeah. Sandlot is always going to be number one on my list. Yeah. I'm just going to go and tell you that right now because it's just, it was a really good episode that we had. Mm-hmm. It's probably our best, and it is our best episode and it, it shows. Trey? Yeah. Probably. So, uh, in no particular order. So number five, uh, meatballs makes I, me makes me nostalgic. I thought I you like would put meatballs as number one because that's how I have it here. No, no particular order, bitch. <laughs> so then number four would be Sandlot. Okay, you know, lots. Once, once again, you know, <laughs> just the nostalgia, like talking about like growing up and everything. Mm-hmm. Then Lone Survivor. It's a great, mo- a great movie. It was a very different kind of episode for I could, us. And, yeah, that was a really. I agree with you. That's, and I, I, I appreciate it. I, I didn't think we had it in us. And then uh, number two, Boondock I've never Saints. Had it in us. One of us has. <laughs> 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 and then uh, number two would be Boondock Saints. Awesome movie. Yeah, fun episode. It was St. Patrick's episode. Day. Yeah, St. Patty's Day. And then uh, lastly, Mail Order Brides. It's my favorite because. I your choice. Yeah. Definitely your choice. Great. Thanks for the top fives. <laughs> I'm digging that. I appreciate I literally, it. <laughs> I was just like, I need, I need something to intro this trumpet music. Trumpet, like, I was like, old timey, like trumpet guys. I think I want to add like a fart sound to it. That dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I feel like, just I feel like uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood when he goes to see the king. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Yeah, I'm probably going to get a copyright infringement on that. Not <laughs> not not the intro music that I found that's that's freeing, not copyrighted, but just the fun, the fanfare sound. G- lucky me. I mean, I doubt it. That's been in so much stuff. It's kind of a generic thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so uh, before we get out of here, let me tell you you can find us. You can find us on the web at theguysreview.simplecast.com. You can email us anything, and I will read it poorly, uh, at theguysreviewpod at gmail.com, Instagram at theguysreviewpod, Twitter at the underscore guysreview. And remember, if you like the tweet pinned to the top of the page, I didn't even talk about the Twitter group. Uh, we'll add you to our Twitter DM group. Please download Twitter, Chris. Hey, you know what we did mention up today? Our college pick points. Oh, I'm still on second. <laughs> I see we knew you were going to say that. No. <laughs> but who got the least amount of points this week? Tucker. 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 <laughs> and, uh, and man. I took a shot Trey. on a couple of teams trying to get an upset. Trey, man. Like, he went in strong. Trey kicked ass this week. Yeah. It was a good week. It was an easy week. Like I said, I picked a couple of teams to, to try to get an upset. Yeah, That's the mistake. Don't Did, chase it. Didn't work. Let it come to you. <laughs> And always bet against Auburn. <laughs> you would. Hey, they didn't lose this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to lose on your bye week. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure we can manage. We had Gus Mel's on for years. Um, but yeah. So if you want to join the the Twitter DM group, we're we're always sending memes and stuff like that. And just yeah. The only problem is Al's in there. <laughs> 
He didn't talk much. Fuck you. You didn't. He he came in the Twitter DM and said, "I took a screenshot. Never even responded to it." I went in. I loved it. Oh, did you? I loved his uh, original insult. All right, let's head out. Uh, We do have a YouTube page, but it's super long, so just find us on. uh, You can search us on YouTube, Um, and just please like, subscribe to us, and review us wherever you get your uh, your uh, your. What do we what do we do? We do podcasts. That's do what we? this is. Is this that is what we po- sell? Is that that's what this is. <laughs> yes, we sell podcasts. And if you Wait, would we please sell podcasts, we're going to this company. They'll give us money. Like uh, rate us and review us wherever you get your podcasts, and I would very much appreciate it. Man, we could be big in China. Y'all got anything else you want to add? Just like my penis. <laughs> All right. Well, on behalf of Chris Trey and Tucker, my name is Stephen. This has been another episode of the Guys Review. Thanks so much.